If you still think that the stories from the fall about your son Hunter were rushing disinformation and mysterious, like you said. Yes, yes, yes. God love you, man. You're a one-horse pony. I tell you. Thank you. Ah, yes. The President of the United States talking to Peter Ducey, apparently the only reporter at the White House, and James Rosen with Newsmax. And yesterday, uh, Ducey asked another question. The news media, the rest of them, they didn't follow up. And Biden blew off the question and the reporter. Because when you're a Democrat, you know, God bless you, you're a one-horse pony. Boy, oh boy. Now, Joe Biden had another whispering moment yesterday as well. And it was a another whispered lie. Because he lies a lot, Joe Biden. He's the President of the United States, and he lies almost constantly. I'm not sure he even really likes ice cream at this point. <laughs> but... Uh, but he was speaking, he was at the podium and they had microphones and, uh, and he, was, uh, he was talking. And then he decided to start whispering again and tell everybody a lie. And he's not, he's not even talking about taxes, but suddenly he's talking about taxes. Unless you make more than $400,000 a year, <laughs> your federal taxes aren't going to go up a single penny. And they all laughed because they know he's a moron. What a maroon. Woohoo. Boy, boy, unless you make more than $400,000, your taxes aren't going to go up a penny. Because raising taxes on only people that make more than $400,000 won't really raise a lot of money because not many people make more than $400,000 a year. The dollar figures are quite small. If you need to increase the revenue coming into the federal government coffers, really the only way to do that is to tax the middle class, which is what they always do after they sell it by saying we're only going to tax other people and not you. And Joe Biden keeps saying this, and it's such a tiny percentage of the population that it's a, uh, honestly, a tiny amount of money. Not even be enough to pay for a New York City state of emergency and Massachusetts state of emergency and uh, womp, 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 one horse pony. Mm-mm-mm. And honestly, what is it? It, it doesn't even have a meaning. A, 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 one horse pony. Is it one trick pony? Is that what you're trying to say? Right, very good. He's combining one horse town and a one trick pony, conflating the two, turning them into a, a Bidenism. And uh, Peter Ducey yesterday asked the President of the United States a question. And in order to get to him, um, he had to literally climb over at a presidential event. There was a, uh, like a crowd fence up. And uh, he had to get a nod from the Secret Service or the White House staff and then climb over, step over, climb over this fence divider. Uh, and, and the news media has jumped in on this. And they're with Joe Biden, you know, attacking the press for asking a very, very legitimate question. The radical left-wing independent in England is reporting the story. Biden punches back at Fox News reporters, quote, lousy question. Now, that implies that Ducey's question was a punch and that he started a fight of some kind when that is a lie, of course. 
The New York Post, Biden rips reporter Peter Ducey's lousy question about speakerphone calls. Now, this has been documented by Biden family business associates that it turns out Joe Biden, when he was vice president, carried a phone, a, a global cell phone. Aren't they all global cell phones now? A global cell phone that was being paid for by one of Hunter Biden's non-company companies, Rosemont Seneca. And they paid $300 a month for the cell phone that Joe Biden would always carry with him. Was it a secure phone? Nobody's asked that question because we don't have a press corps in Washington, D.C. We have a gang of bootlicks. But you might ask that question. Remember Barack Obama went to great lengths to get his iPhone secured, the CIA. It was a big story for months. Oh, he got it secured. They were very excited, the media. He's talking on a cell phone in the back of the beast, the presidential limo. But it's been secured by the intelligence agencies. Well, Joe Biden had a phone with him all the time. You know you can hack into these phones and just turn on the microphone. The, the FBI does it all the time. When your phone is not in use, they can just turn on the microphone and it's an eavesdropping device in your home, in your car, in your pocket, in your office. And Joe Biden had this phone paid for by Rosemont Seneca. And it wasn't a government-issued phone. And it probably was not a secured phone. And uh, Hunter Biden called him more than 20 times while in the midst of business meetings with foreign actors who are funneling millions of dollars to the Biden family. And uh, nobody in the news media, anywhere in the news media, seems to think that there's anything to see here. Isn't that amazing? Peter Ducey finally asked the question, and again, the Biden family, $3.5 million. This is just what we know about so far with the documents, thanks to Congressman James Comer and the Republicans in the House of Representatives. To the Biden family coffers, $3.5 million from Russia. This is from this Russian woman in Moscow whose late husband was the mayor of Moscow with close ties to Vladimir Putin. $3.5 million to the Bidens. Okay, $8.1 million from communist China. $3.1 million from Romania, a former Soviet East Bloc country. Ukraine, $6.5 million. And then, uh, interestingly enough, Kazakhstan, a, uh, an oligarch there, sent $142,300. And there was a buffer, like the Corleone family, and then Hunter Biden went out and uh, bought, he bought a fancy car. What's a fancy car he bought? And then he swapped it out for a Porsche uh, a couple of minutes later. But first he bought some other fancy car with $142,300. And apparently he got this money from this Kazakh oligarch and bought a car uh, for $142,000. And then a few days later said, oh God, I'm going to swap it out for a Porsche. Yeah, Fisker. That's right. He bought a Fisker. That's right. He bought a Fisker. It's an electric car. And it cost about $142,000. So apparently this Kazakh oligarch knew exactly how much the car that Hunter Biden wanted cost. So he sent the cash. Then Hunter bought the car for the same amount of money. And then a short time later, he swapped out the Fisker for a Porsche or a Porsche. Do you say Porsche or Porsche? Both. See, both is probably the correct answer. That's right. And that's okay. That's no big deal. 
So Peter Ducey asks the question, and Devin Archer is one of the business associates, close personal friend of Hunter Biden. Devin Archer also had the no-show job on the board of directors of Burisma, the Ukrainian gas company, taking in about a million dollars a year for nothing, and uh, except you know getting that uh, prosecutor fired, uh, which Joe Biden did, that was investigating corruption at Burisma that might have led to, according to the prosecutor that was fired, the investigation was ongoing into corruption at Burisma, and he said the prosecutor that was fired, said that the the investigation was leading to Hunter Biden and Dever, Devin Archer, and then, surprise, surprise, uh, he was fired. So they got that going for him. Peter Ducey yesterday getting a question to the President of the United States. No other reporter in the country asking any questions worth anything. Uh, Peter Ducey should get the Nobel Peace Prize uh, for just for this question alone. There's this testimony now where one of your son's former business associates is claiming that you were on speakerphone a lot with... Can you pause that? Have you noticed that in the background they have the Monty Python's Flying Circus music playing, It's which is perfectly appropriate. Anywhere Joe Biden goes, they should be playing Monty Python music. I'm sorry, let's start it over again. But I just wanted to point out that they got... It's actually called the Liberty Bell March uh, by John Philip Sousa. And, and it's the uh, theme music from Monty Python's Flying Circus, the 30-minute uh, television show that Monty Python did when they were just becoming famous. Uh, but listen to the Monty Python music playing in the background. Peter Ducey asks uh, 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 an important and fact-based question, and the angry, contemptible, cursing, bitter, you know, behind closed doors, he curses out everybody uh, at the White House. Uh, and, his, and he's a complete fake. Then he comes out, shows his fake teeth with his fake smile. But uh, Peter Ducey finally getting a question about something that matters to the numbskull in chief. There's this testimony now where one of your son's former business associates is claiming that you were on speakerphone a lot with them talking business. Is that what? I've never talked business in anybody. And I, I knew you'd have a lousy question. Well, what do you, it's, why is that a lousy question? Because it's not true. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you so much. Because it's not true. Now, you notice that he what he didn't deny that he was on speakerphone. They keep doing this retreat and retrench, retreat and retrench. First, the uh, laptop was Russian disinformation. Right? And it wasn't Hunter Biden's laptop. Then it was Hunter Biden's laptop, but the emails had been tampered with. Then the photos emerged. Then, you know, we found all these things in the text messages to his own daughter, uh, Hunter Biden, saying, I'm not going to make you turn over half of your income to me the way my father makes me turn over half of my income to him. Uh, and, you know, when he's taking in all these millions of dollars for jobs that he doesn't have, you can see why dad had won his cut. More than $8 million from China, more than $3.5 million from Russia, uh, more than $3 million from Romania. What the hell, Romania? And, and now we've got Kazakhstan, and, of course, more than $6.5 million from Ukraine, and now we've got Kazakhstan funneling large sums of money to the Biden family coffers. And we've got a news media that thinks that there is nothing to see here. And Joe Biden, in his non-denial denial to the Peter Ducey question yesterday, said he didn't say uh, Hunter doesn't call me when he's in business meetings and put me on speakerphone. He didn't say that. What he said was, we never talked business. 
So that is another retreat and retrench. Never talk business in And I, I knew you'd have a lousy question. Well, I knew you'd have. See, I never talk business. And then, and then they uh, shuffle him away like the you know weekend and Bernie's stuffed animal that he is. And the White House press office people are jumping in. That's it. That's it. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. And then they talk over you. Uh, so that uh, everything comes to a screeching halt there because they're fascists. I th- is that unfair, uh, fascist? Because it's, you know, it's the merger of state and corporate power. Uh, state power, meet corporate power. Corporate power, meet state power. Benito Mussolini's definition of fascism is alive and well today in the United States of America. We never talked about business. Well, did Hunter call you and put you on speakerphone from meetings? Never got to ask the question because he got the hook. They dragged him away. Because while Monty Python's Flying Circus theme song is playing in the background, isn't that amazing? Yes, they are. Our government is in a mess, and our media is the the most corrupt institution in the United States of America. I think we have kind of a funny um, uh, Jake Tapper question I want to want to share with you today, too. Uh, Groveling and sniveling to Focahontas. Oh, so, 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 I'm so sorry to be asking this question. I'll, uh, I'll get to that one, too. Yeah, and, but again, make note of the non-denial denial denial from uh, Joe Biden. Said that that, uh, you're, you're, and again, Devin Archer has the letter from Joe Biden about nice to see you today, but I was meeting with the Chinese and, you know, good to see you in the room and, um, you know, the Christmas party and the this and the that. And, and Devin Archer um, has testified and Hunter Biden is making calls while Devin Archer is in the room with uh, foreign nationals who are funneling millions to the Bidens. And uh, Hunter is getting Joe Biden on the phone and putting him on speakerphone with these officials. And Joe Biden didn't deny that. He said, we didn't talk business. Really? Talked about the weather. One of, who was it? Uh, 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 Coco Chanel, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the press uh, spokeswoman, Cringe, uh, said, um, yeah, they talked about the weather. Uh, who was it? It was one of the uh, 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 Biden officials who said they talked about the weather. The lies are followed by more lies. And then they retreat and retrench and change the language. Uh, and they're on the run here. I've got some James Comer coming up as well. Hey, do you have odors in your home that maybe you'd like to get rid of, huh? Well, now you can get rid of any stinky odor in your home, in your office, in your teenager's room with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. The thunderstorm gets rid of strong odors from cooking, cigarette smoke, litter boxes, even leftists wandering through your home. No match for the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. The thunderstorm starts working in a matter of seconds. It clears any room of odors. In no time at all, I have two of them at home myself. Plus, there are no expensive filters to buy on a schedule and have mailed to you and replace on a put them in your calendar. Come on. Uh, You can hold one in your hand. They're only this big. And with more than 350,000 thunderstorms already sold, thousands of five-star reviews online. Listen, it works like a champ. And this week, I've got a great deal for you. To get your own thunderstorm right now, you can save $200 on three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for whole home protection. That's three units you're going to get for less than $200. Some of these cost $600 each, not the Eden Pure. 
Just go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com. Use the discount code CHRIS. That's me. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS, plus you get free shipping. <laughs> there it is. This should be Joe Biden's theme song. Change the John Philip Sousa song to the Dimwit March. The Numbskull March. The Joe Biden is a Dimwit March. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Now I have to correct myself, it was not cringe that said that Joe Biden only talked about the weather. It was a radical left-wing a billionaire House member from New York named Dan Goldman, who's brand new. This is his first term. He is um, reportedly worth more than $250 million as the heir to the Levi Strauss fortune. And he's the one who said that when Hunter Biden called uh, in the middle of business meetings in Dubai and things, that they just talked about the weather. But the witness was unequivocal and stated Devin Archer. very clearly that they never discussed any business on that phone conversations. There were nice That phone conversation. There was a hello, and there we talked about the weather or whatever it was, but it was never any business. See, Joe Biden is asked about it. He was asked about it yesterday. And uh, that was Dan Golden, Democrat, brand new, uh, Stanford University Law. And... Uh, he won in uh, New York a newly gerrymandered district by the Democrats. Uh, and Dan Goldman won with 83.9% of the vote in the 10th congressional district because the Democrats gerrymandered the area. 83.9% of the vote. And the $253 million man who bought his house seat, uh, he, he came to town already a liar, apparently. Yeah, they just talked about the weather. Hey, the weather is kooky, ain't it? Gosh, we should really do something about it. Gonna have to raise your taxes to fix the climate of the planet Earth. Democrats. Got a lot more Democrats coming right up. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Listen. 
All right. I uh, I promised more Democrats, and I've got more Democrats. They're six-year-olds shooting that B-word dead in their uh, state of emergency in New York and a state of emergency in Massachusetts because of the wave of illegal aliens that the news media and the Democrats, but I repeat myself, keep telling us, no big deal, nothing to see here. Never mind all the murders and stuff. They're defunding the police to the point where this anti-Semite D.C. Democrat councilman wants to call in the military to occupy our nation's capital because they've botched their responsibilities so tragically that we're on track to have a 20-year high in homicides in Washington, D.C., and our news media doesn't even cover it. It's quite astonishing, the state we're in. Tulsi Gabbard, you may know Tulsi Gabbard. She was a Democrat member of the House of Representatives from Hawaii, we had this terrible fire yesterday and dozens of people killed. But Tulsi Gabbard uh, left the Congress, and then she left the Democratic Party. She continues to be a reserve officer, U.S. Um, Army Reserve, <clears throat> where she is, I believe, a lieutenant colonel. And uh, she's kind of, she's always been uh, one of those, uh, you know, unicorns, one of those reasonable Democrats, an almost mythical figure at this moment in our political history. But Tulsi Gabbard was on the uh, Fox News channel, and um, she is talking about why she left the Democrat Party and why people, and she says she knows a lot of people who are lifelong Democrats, who are leaving the Democrat Party. And with uh, with very good reason, I've got to say. She was on uh, the Fox News channel this morning talking about, and she was talking about Hawaii and the fire in Hawaii, and then got a question about, um, you know, gosh, you're now a former Democrat officially. Uh, what is up with you being a former Democrat? I think people are sick and tired of of uh, permanent Washington that cares more about their power and their interests. And they're tired, as I am, and many other, you know, I, I was a Democrat for the last 20 years, left the party late last year out of frustration of the Democrat elite who care more about their own power, their political interests, their personal interests than they do about the interests of the American people. Well, thanks for catching up. Uh, and she's talking about permanent Washington. I have for many years been calling it the permanent bureaucracy. Um, you can call it the deep state. And that's fair. In fact, we have at the Chris Plant store, Department of Deep State T-shirts and coffee mugs. Very discreet, very nice. Uh, and I think you'll like them. And we have uh, new items also, uh, sweatshirts and, and other remember normal gear. Today I'm wearing my I Survived the Wuhan Red Death T-shirt with the bat in the middle. And uh, it's an excellent T-shirt. And uh, now I think we can all more or less say, almost all of us, that we survived the Wuhan Red Death um, inflicted upon us by the communists and with a little help from Anthony Fauci. So uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, people are sick and tired of the corruption in Washington, of the permanent bureaucracy, of permanent Washington abusing their power. People are frustrated. And I know that that's true. That's, uh, that's for certain. So uh, here is uh, Tulsi Gabbard talking about her former party. The lengths that the, that, that the Democrat elite are willing to go to to preserve their power and gain more are dangerous for our country. Uh, the, the consequences of their decisions of undermining the rule of law, of politicizing federal agencies in the national security state, 
to further their own political interests. Uh, these are things that, that we will continue to feel the consequences of for quite some time to come. And I think the American people aren't stupid. They're seeing exactly what this abuse of power is doing to our country and are very concerned about it. Boy, she really has left the Democrat Party, hasn't she? And um, she's, uh, you know, everybody's pretty much always liked Tulsi Gabbard. Even when she was a Democrat member of the House, she wasn't crazy. She was somebody that you could have dinner with without, you know, your head exploding. And um, and she's uh, great. So she's going to have to be destroyed because the Democrats destroy everything. They destroy the world, anything that's in their path. Uh, just extraordinary. And uh, there's a, uh, a wonderful woman by the name of Janelle King. Janelle King is a, a conservative American. She's, because it matters so much to Democrats, an African-American woman. And she's pro-American. I know that doesn't happen very much. Democrat, well, she, she's not a Democrat. But she's, a, uh, she's wonderful. She's a, um, I, I would say, a rising star, actually, in the conservative movement at this moment in time. And Janelle King was on was on the television yesterday, and she was talking about why so many people of color, African-Americans and, um, and Latinos, are fleeing the Democrat Party. It's, it's the left. The Democratic Party isn't. This is the international left, and they're here to destroy. The Democratic Party has lied, particularly to the black community, for over 50 years, and they're continuing to lie and show that they don't care. And that's why we're seeing this, this rise of new voters. This rise of new voters, of, of African-American voters, of, of uh, Latino voters who are saying enough, enough is enough. When you start talking about playing identity politics, you're playing to the melanin in, in the skin. You're playing to um, what you believe are their cultural priorities, when in fact, everyone wants the same things. You know, my husband always tells me, we want to live in a good community. We want to be safe. We want to make sure we can educate our kids properly. And we want to make sure that we can make a living and take care of our families. Yeah. I mean, that is what people want. And I think that the Democrat Party has moved towards this more elitist perspective that's like, you know, I'm, I'm smarter than you. I can make decisions for you. Just follow me. And you don't have to ask. Don't ask any questions. I don't have to answer your questions. And that energy is just not resonating right. with the American people. We are awake now. We want to make sure we vote for the right people. I am um, uh, just wonderful. I was uh, watching her and saying, uh, yeah, um, send more Janelle King because she's great. And, um, and Tulsi Gabbard also. Former Democrats, so many of us, former Democrats, raised in a Democrat household myself, confessed in the light of day yesterday that I voted for Jimmy Carter the first time I had an opportunity to vote for a president, and and I'm I'm still ashamed, and I'm I'm still a lot of former uh, Democrats out there. It's okay, it's good to be a former Democrat. It's a lot better than being a, a current Democrat. And I was looking at Janelle King's. Um, Twitter page, but it's not a Twitter page anymore, is it? It's an X page, right? Because Elon Musk changed the name from Twitter to X. And now nobody knows what to call tweets, right? Because it's not Twitter. They can't be tweets. And they got rid of the little blue bird too, right? They got rid of the little blue bird, got rid of the blue bird. And uh, yesterday I was having a conversation at Newsmax, getting ready to do the big Newsmax show at 9 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. And we were talking about uh, X, as it's called. Not maybe the best name, I've got to say. And the and somebody said, well, what do we call tweets now? It's not Twitter anymore, so they're not tweets, right? 
And I said, well, there's social media posts, social media posts. So they should be called X posts. What is this? It's an X post. It's an okay, so they're all social media uh, uh, things are posts on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram that you've posted something as post. So on X, it's an X post, like an X post facto. You know, you have X post facto. So an X post because it's a post on what used to be Twitter. And I saw again, I, and I, I thought of this again this morning as I was reading the Washington stinking post, and it, and it referred to an X and then put in parentheses, formerly known as Twitter. And that's what you're reading everywhere now, formerly known as Twitter, the social media platform formerly called Twitter. So uh, nobody knows what to call a tweet anymore. I think that tweets should be called X posts. No, it was an X post. That means it's a post on X, which used to be Twitter. And, you, and we can all stop saying it used to be Twitter. You know. X post, X post facto. Where'd you hear that? It's an X post facto. After the fact. All right, let's go to, um, let's go to uh, Congressman James Comer. Uh, talking about Joe Biden and the corruption of the Biden family, uh, the chairman of Oversight, House Representatives James Comer, who honestly, his efforts are coming together very nicely. And and I keep saying this all, and I said this last night on my Newsmax show, as a matter of fact, to you know, the chagrin of the liberals sitting next to me. All of the pieces are right there on the table in front of us, uh, piece after piece after piece. And Comer's Coming out to take a little credit, I think. I believe that uh, all the pieces are there, and I believe there's a pattern with Romania, with Ukraine, with Russia, with China, with Kazakhstan. I mean, you're seeing where Joe Biden communicated with these people, even though he lied about it, and you're seeing things of benefit that were delivered to these countries and these people in exchange for the money. So we're going to continue to follow the money, and we're going to get closer and closer to the Biden's bank account. And you, you may recall, you know, it's like, oh, we'll draw a line to, to, to uh, uh, Joe Biden. Well, there is the um, evidence in black and white from Hunter Biden's laptop, Hunter Biden speaking to his own daughter, telling his own daughter that his father, Joe Biden, makes him, Hunter Biden, hand over half of his income to Joe Biden. And that's because Hunter Biden wouldn't have any of this income were it not for Joe Biden. And this is well documented that Hunter Biden said to his own daughter, maybe he's lying to his daughter. The Democrats fallback position will be he lies to his daughter all the time. But Hunter Biden paid for Joe Biden's $300 a month phone bill, the cell phone bill that was not secure so he could take calls. And again, you can hack into cell phones, the Chinese and the Russians and the Iranians. And just eavesdrop on Joe Biden all day long through his not secured cell phone. And all of that is somehow just fine with our news media. Isn't that amazing? Or at least appalling. Um, mm -mm -mm. Now, uh, professor, law professor, Jonathan Turley from the George Washington University in Washington, D.C., was uh, asked about the latest evidence that came out yesterday of an additional $10 million that Congress has found going into the Biden family coffers. Boy, if we had a news media, what would they do at their time? Uh, Professor Jonathan Turley. We're now up to $20 million coming from sources from Romania, Ukraine, Russia, China, 
Uzbekistan. All of these are highly corrupt figures that are giving millions of dollars that are going to the Biden children, even grandchildren. And the result has been overwhelming in, in the sense that President Biden's long denials have been demolished. It's not true that he had no knowledge of his son's business. It's not true, as he's claimed, that his son made no money in China. And so much of Washington's falling back now and saying, all right, maybe there was influence peddling, but it was an illusion. And you can't show corruption or a crime related to the president unless you can show a direct payment to his account, like, a, like someone would hand him an envelope full of money. Well, obviously, that's nuts. The Bidens have been in the influence peddling business for decades. They're not going to do something as stupid as having a direct deposit into an account of Joe and Jill Biden. Instead, the money went to family members. And and isn't it amazing that the news media went every hour of every day for years during President Trump's time as president with uh, completely unsubstantiated claims of Russian collusion. And and you had uh, the inchworm Adam Schiffless uh, coming out and peddling the lie every day and CNN gobbling it up like the lapdogs that they are and disseminating this disinformation in order to corrupt our political system, which they have successfully done uh, Professor Jonathan Turley. So is this the smoking gun for the investigation that Republicans are saying that it is? Well, these are millions of dollars going to the Biden family fund. And so the Democrats and some of the media can continue to close their eyes and say, I don't see any evidence. But there is a lot of evidence. There's a lot of evidence of money transfers through a incredibly complex labyrinth of accounts. Uh, those accounts seem structured to avoid uh, people from being able to monitor or follow these transfers. But these transfers occurred. Millions of dollars was, were transferred. In one case, you had money going to one of these accounts, and the next day, the same amount going to buy a luxury car for Hunter Biden. And so th there's plenty of evidence here. Yeah, but uh, the news media says, well, you haven't drawn a direct link to, to Joe Biden. Well, there was no link between Donald Trump and Russian collusion for years, yet it was everyday news. Um, I got to tell you, our news media is the most corrupt institution in the United States of America. What can I get to? What can I get to? We got the, the, the lame brain, crooked prosecutor in Florida, and we've got Anthony Fauci. I don't know, maybe Fauci. Maybe Fauci's the big winner. We'll have to see. We got MSDNC. Oh, so little time, so much crazy. We'll have to decide. We'll be right back with our verdict. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Uh, Anthony Fauci has lied to us many times. He's a hero of the left. And Senator Rand Paul called him on our funding with taxpayer dollars through Anthony Fauci's agency, Gain-of-Function Research, at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan Communist China, where the Bidens have taken uh, millions of dollars uh, from Communist Party actors. And Rand Paul, July 20th of 2021, with Anthony Fauci under oath. Knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th, where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract 
that statement. You do not know what you are talking about. Yeah, well, uh, all that has changed. Remember, you know, they lied to us. Hunter Biden's laptop is not Hunter Biden's laptop. The Wuhan uh, uh, Red Death didn't come from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now they're back at, well, they didn't do it on purpose, and we didn't fund it, but it did come from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Rand Paul wants to charge Anthony Fauci with perjury. I don't think there's ever been a clear case of perjury in the history of government testimony, and I don't say that lightly. He said adamantly that the government never funded this gain-of-function research. We now have the Government Accountability Office, the GAO, has admitted that the funding came from the NIH. We have the acting director, Tayback, of the NIH, admitting it in writing that it came from the NIH. Uh, other than that, you know, uh, one uh, credit card receipt uh, signed by Austin Powers uh, and uh, the smoking gun, Rand Paul. Now we have really the smoking gun, and that is Fauci in private saying the opposite of what he was saying in public. When he was publicly telling me that absolutely we did not fund gain-of-function research in China, he says privately, we are suspicious that the virus has been manipulated, and we are suspicious because we know they are doing gain-of-function research. He then goes on to describe the research, and it's exactly the research that the NIH funded. Gain-of-function research, which alters the virus, and the virus was originally bat-borne in bats that live about 600 miles from the city of Wuhan and were found only in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and they tried to blame the working-class people that get their food at the wet market. Not a good name for a food market in Wuhan, China. It was all a lie. It's like them telling us, uh, it's not Hunter Biden's laptop, and then it's Hunter Biden's laptop. Then, then, but the emails aren't real, and then, the, and then, right, and then they retreat and retrench and retreat and retrench, and it's not from Wuhan, uh, and then they, uh, well, it is from Wuhan, but it's from the wet market. It's not from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where they study viruses and and engage in gain of function research and don't have appropriate security measures for biosecurity level four research. But pay no attention to that. Then they retreat and retrench, retreat and retrench. Okay, it, it uh, came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, but we had nothing to do with funding it. And then you find the paperwork on them funding it, and then they lie to you. No, it wasn't gain of function. We were just giving them money for other stuff, but not gain of function research. Well, we knew they were doing bat-borne viruses, and we gave them money to do research on bat-borne viruses. And then the uh, St. Anthony Fauci, their votive candles with his face as a religious figure on them. And it turns out, and now uh, Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, who's a medical doctor, by the way, uh, also um, said, you know, Fauci lied under oath. I said, I don't know. He said, I haven't seen a clearer example. There was James Clapper lying under oath repeatedly about spying on all of us. People lie to Congress under oath all the time. It's illegal to lie even if you're not placed under oath to Congress. Let's, uh, we're going to need a bigger jail. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.